Welcome to the NCR show. Welcome to the No Chance Radio podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan, and obviously, <laughs> my man on the other end here, my boy, yes, sir. We've been doing this podcast for over two years now, um, but this is the first time we brought it to the video form, which is something that we've been wanting to do for a really long time. Obviously, we want it to look good <laughs> and sound good, so all the feedback is really nice. Remember, this is still an audio podcast, so if you can't get to everything in the chat, we'll find time for that. But we want to make sure that we we keep this a show and that uh, we also keep you guys engaged. So thank you again for for joining us. And we're going to try to figure this out as we go. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but first and foremost, let's get started with the show, man. It's been five months. It's partly due to me making yeah. excuses for why this episode wasn't coming out or just in general. Um, but let's start with how things have been in the past five months. Where, where are you? How are you? <laughs> what you been up to? Anything that's changed in the last five months? Um, Not really too much since we did the last episode. I mean, I was unemployed for like... A good portion of the like shelter in place thing and then i actually went back to work in what was that july and then i quit my job at the end of august so i've just been chilling you know taking it easy um enjoying spending time with like my loved ones and this and that so it's been good you know i uh, can't complain uh, i know i'm more fortunate than a lot of other people uh to be in that position so it's been good yeah to your point man the uh the, the spending time with with friends and family obviously it's hard because we've talked about it in multiple episodes it's a fucking shit show right now um but for the most part it's it's one of those things um where we just got to make time we got to make time to be with with the people that we can be with we got to make time for the things that we like to do and now more than ever we have a shit ton of time so i'd say for me as well uh Man, I've been I've been trying to to to, to stay afloat, trying to stay creative. Uh, obviously, the podcast has been one of those things that I've just been like, it's kind of been like a, a a nightmare that I've been having every night when I go to sleep. It's just one of those things where I'm like, man, like we were doing so good. Like, how do we come back from this like little run, like this championship run we had? Uh, we we popped off with the Benny Gold episode, which was huge, and. Um, it's honestly one of those things where you just like you think you hit the peak and there's no way like there's nowhere higher that you can go until you realize like like why we started this thing and and how much harder we have to work. And and I'd say I took one of those, you know, like, you know, after you win the, the NBA finals, you go on a little boat cruise and you kind of just like go out <laughs> and celebrate. That's what I did. And uh, now I'm back, obviously. Uh, I mean, uh. I'm in fit shape, ready to, 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 to get these episodes going. So, you know, now that we, now that we have this, obviously what I want to do is I want to get into some topics so we can talk about, you know, the things that we've been missing out on for the past five months. So over the past five months, I don't know if you've been paying attention to anything, but I mean, I had to for the episode. I mean, <laughs> so I'm going to be real. Like I haven't really but been too up on like the world history where there's a couple of things. And I know people have been wanting to hear like what, 
are Ryan and Nate. I mean, the the, the very few people want to hear. <laughs> what, <laughs> My mom and dad. <laughs> what do Ryan and Nate think about this? So let's go through a quick run through of the past five months. Some of the big, um, the bigger topics that have come up. Uh, Travis Scott McDonald's. What are your first impressions of that? Obviously, that was something that caught a lot of people off guard. It's one of the biggest, um, if not only, like kind of major influencer celebrity collaboration with obviously the biggest food fast food chain in the world. I I believe that's a fact. I don't. (laughs) I'm not coming out of my ass with that one, but I believe that's a fact. So, how do you feel about that one? Um, I mean, it was pretty lukewarm. I think. I think that you know a collaboration like mcdonald's and travis scott like it's it's cool to see i think it's just more novelty than anything you know what i mean yeah it's just i think the novelty of it is like like you said the unexpected nature of that collaboration because you know like when you think of travis scott you don't automatically think like you should do a collaboration with mcdonald's you know what i mean mm. and like i don't know for me like we talk about collaborating all the time and what it means to have a successful, like really engaging collaboration. And while I do think it's no doubt a successful collaboration, it just doesn't really have any deeper meaning to it other than two people coming together and creating something, which is fine, you know, not to shit on it or anything, but for me, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, obviously, is the fact that, you know, you you have the biggest celebrity in the world currently. I mean, other than, you know, um, like the Kardashians, but literally in, in terms of pop culture, in terms of hip hop, in terms of where uh, things like like sneakers and fashion sort of combine being in that world and being in the forefront of it. Everything that he sells, everything that he touches, matter of fact, turns to gold. You know what I mean? It's it's literally one of those things where every Travis Scott item that is that that goes on sale, whether it's you know his collaboration with Fortnite, his collaboration with McDonald's, his collaboration with with Nike, everything literally sells out. Um, I don't know what it is, what, what allure this guy had. I mean, I've been following Travis Scott since the very beginning when he when he came out with like Al Faro stuff. You know what I mean? Like this is like when you know uh, Kanye was at its peak. But to see where he's at now is it is it, and become even bigger than Kanye in that space is actually really really interesting. And to see him be able to collaborate with someone that I don't even think Kanye West could have collaborated at, at this day and age with, with McDonald's is is pretty mind-blowing uh i i think he's touched the the he's touched the major every major thing in every major industry at this point nike in regards to shoes Fortnite in regards to gaming um mcdonald's in regards to food i personally haven't tried it it's really just a um a bacon cheeseburger with barbecue sauce. I mean, it's not anything mind-blowing, but you can see how this is sets the precedent for what is possible for today's celebrity and what, for today's influencer. Um, and that's just how I feel about it. I mean, it's nothing, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, from what you said, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing special. It's just, it's just food with his name on it. But right. you got to understand, like, nobody has really been able to collaborate with McDonald's on that level in terms of a, a major individual. So um, it's actually really fitting that he's on there. Uh, but let's let's move on from that. Dunk Mayhem. Dunk Mayhem. Obviously, we're both fans of Dunks. I mean, you're a fan yes. of the Blazers specifically. Um, 
but dunks are back and every fucking week a new pair comes out a new colorway a re-retroed colorway um to most people they're they're grails i know that recently like the whole like um quote-unquote like be true to your school collegiate colorways have come out in the past couple of weeks every week is a different dunk colorway nike sb dunks are have hit like a a new all-time high how do you feel about uh just like the hype built around the dunks at least coming Uh, back i think you know it's been a long time coming you know i think the dunk obviously is just one of those classic shoes especially like the one of the like most quintessential like Nike basketball shoes like yeah. to come out. Um, and, you know, it's been a long time coming and whether you attribute it to Travis Scott and him rocking like all these SPs and, you know, of course like Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. and all these other people, you know, sort of making waves with bringing back the dunks. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see, you know, um, I don't know. I, I It's, Again, it's one of those things where I'm not super pushed to get into. You know, I don't feel the need to jump into that craze. Mainly because, like, I'm not really into... Like, I have an interest in sneakers and stuff like that, but I'm not actively trying to get sneakers, like, every single weekend. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I, I think it's almost like you reach that maturity of your time in streetwear and in that sort of scene where it's like, you know, I'm happy with what I have and... You know, like I value what I have right now, um, and that's sort of where I'm at right now. But I, I like, I like the whole dunk thing. You know, I think it's, it's cool to see, especially like a younger generation that never grew up with SB dunks, to be able to sort of live that, live through that time period that we went through when we were younger. You know what I mean? I think that's super cool. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean, to your point, like just in general, it's 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 one of those things where nostalgia is always going to win especially in today's day and age i mean everything from trading cars to shoes have have come back in 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 every major way but i think with dunk specifically it's such a timeless shoe i mean we talk about the air force one and its importance to a lot of the different areas around you know around new york and just around the country and the importance of it is never going to fade as long as that shoe is passed down from generation to generation and that shoe's only been around for like you know close to like not even 100 years but it's still one of those shoes that's the, one of the most iconic the most iconic nike shoes so when when you see the dunk it it literally just brings back your experience back when you were in high school trying to 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 get that shoe or trying to get um any dunk in, in that I was in case. middle school sorry i forget that i'm a little bit older than you <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> when you were in middle school playing with pokemon cards <laughs> i was out here hunting for shoes nah but i mean like um in the, in the case of dunks the, the colorways are great don't get me wrong and bringing back everything from uh cojp to uh be true to your school to even them experimenting with new colorways um it's, it, no matter what colorway is on that dunk that dunk is selling out um and that just goes to show that you know if whatever is the hot shoe of the moment is i mean it, it, it's a it's a gold mine and i think what we're seeing especially when we see air jordan ones and dunks especially within the past month is no matter how many colorways they release it's, it's always going to sell and it's I have a hate a love and hate relationship with that only because it's like I think we've had enough 
personally. I think for sure, yeah, there are way too many dunks, way too many, way too many Jordan ones specifically. That it's just um, that what's that? What's that term? It uh, you know that term I'm talking about, right? It it uh, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It kind of like it, it like it dilutes it. Dilutes it. I was like, it, it was like Cop, a water Cop. thing. It was a water yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it could, like completely dilutes Yo, it. Hold on, what is this though? Like, what is? Uh, it was. I don't know. It was like liquids doing something. <laughs> it was liquids doing something. Uh, but the overkill, as yeah, as, as Angela basically just said, um, I think is really important to 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 look at, especially because. You know that's that's the trend, and trends get blown out of proportion. And if you if you really like something, I know there's a lot of people that are very avid dunk collectors. They either love it or they hate it. And to see other people wearing something that you might think is fire sometimes can throw you off. I remember wearing that again, especially if you're like a real like if you truly appreciate that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you know we always talk about like there's there's this there's this sort of like sentiment in streetwear where it's like. It almost seems like everything is a competition, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's what kills it for a lot of people is that they don't like seeing other people having what they have or having what they used to have and what they used to appreciate, you know what I mean? That's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's for me, sure. That's to be big time. Yeah, Let's... you're the biggest hater I know. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but, agree um, with that. You know, I think, Again, it it just comes to that point where, you know, like certain things are going to make a comeback and it's almost, you know, up to us to sort of just let it go and just let other people run with it. You know what I mean? Because like we can't hold on to that shit forever. Like you can't. That's very true. You know, I'm not going to be 90 and be like. Back in my day. (laughs) Back in my day. I used to wear dunks. Yeah. Like (laughs) no one. Everyone's going to be like. Shut the fuck up! Like, yeah, no cares, I'm not. I'm not really a, like, a fan of like like sneakerhead elitists and stuff like that. It's nobody owns the shoes. Not even the designers claim like, hey, like these are my shoes. Like, don't like stop overdoing it and shit like that. Like at the end of the day, like they're they're selling their shoes to make money, and and you can't really do anything about it. But enough of the dunks. Um, can we talk about Twitch real quick? Because obviously we're on this platform. It's a it's a platform that I've been very fond of for the past six months um what i found from this specifically is that twitch has a really amazing community it has a group of people who are very it's a mixture of very niche people and people who are looking for something different or something new so there are people who are very very obsessed with world of warcraft or in my case uh, call of duty warzone right like i uh, if i look at my friends list it's it's like 90 percent warzone people and like a small 10 percent being like djs and from what i found is you know being a part of those communities and, and 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 seeing how people interact like these are people who are looking for 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 an escape from from reality especially now uh nowadays and trying to understand like hey like this is the game i really like i like watching somebody who's entertaining play it and 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 that's what i've gotten out of it have you been i I know that you've been following twitch a lot as of lately like what is it about twitch that's just like that's like fascinating that's like unlike any other platform that we've ever experienced um i think you know especially during these times obviously shelter in place it's Obviously, we can't go out and hang out with friends or like meet new people and be social and things like that. And I yeah. think this is such a great way to 
be able to connect with other people, you know, even people you don't know, um, even f- with people that may live across the world, you know, like yeah, it's so yeah, crazy yeah. how you can just pop into a stream and like meet all these random people and connect over this singular thing or multiple things. And, you know, like it, it, it's, it's something that's really hard to do right now. Um, and I think that just makes it a little bit easier. And obviously like it's entertaining, you know, like it's, it's so easy for me to get caught up in watching a stream for like three hours straight. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, it's, it's like binging a TV show, you know, it's like pairing, it's like pairing enter. It's like watching a movie with your friends. You know what I mean? Like you have that sense of community and you have that sense of like belonging and all this other stuff, but also you're getting like entertainment value from it too. So it's kind of the best of both worlds if you think about it. Yeah. Um, Twitch, you never emailed me back. I applied to work there. Um, <laughs> if I can speak to your hiring manager, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, other than we, that, great platform. How are we going to have the first episode back where I already kept it on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a huge band right after this one. Uh, we love you, Twitch. <laughs> We love you. We love you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, to your point, like what it is about Twitch, especially what what, what brought us to Twitch is the, is the fact that on this podcast, we talk about a lot of things that in regards to streamer that I think is is to understand it is very visual oftentimes. And, you know, we went a long time doing the audio podcast, which we're kind of continue to do but the audio podcast portion can only you can only visualize so much um you got me into the into the murder mystery podcast and something about that is so like visual that it scares the shit out of me yeah but i remember you (laughs) i remember you told me after we were driving back from la i think you literally just told me this what was it i don't know last time i saw you was yeah um that you couldn't sleep after listening to that podcast like you slept with the lights on there's there's something about it that's like it's it's so mentally stimulating that like it requires you to you're, you're not only thinking about how people are getting murdered but you're thinking about okay what does this person <laughs> look like 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 what are they thinking so it's all these things and you end up staying up or for me i was i was staying up late at night and i had to sleep with the lights on because <laughs> the shit was scary bro this shit was super scary and um but there's something about that that i want to be able to provide on this platform and for streetwear in general you know when you're looking at clothes it's a very or, or or you're around clothes when we go into stores and we're talking about clothes or like whether or not this is cool whether or not this is fire it's like it's very tactile right we're touching it we're looking at it we're looking at the graphics so it's hard to, to explain that feeling through audio so we thought that bringing it to a community that we can curate on twitch is something that i think that we'd be really good at obviously um you know, it, it's just, it's in our blood, to be honest, you know? Um, but it's something that I want to talk about because as of lately, what I'm starting to see within this industry of, uh, of streetwear is that um, there is a big community in terms of brands, um, high fashion streetwear all, uh, of all sorts. They're making their move to Twitch. Do you think, and this is very general before we get into some of the, uh, some of the major topics, but do you think streetwear... Or do you think Twitch is could be a home for streetwear? Uh, I think so. I think, you know, we already see a lot of it on other platforms like YouTube, obviously, Instagram, and, you know, every other, sing- every other platform that's out there. Um, 
I think, are you talking more like brand side or consumer side or both? I'm assuming like, both. You know, like, is there, is there, um, is there an audience for a brand? Like, let's say, let's throw one out there. Uh, like a, like if Prada wanted to come onto Twitch and show their, their spring, summer, 2021 fashion line, do you think people are going to gravitate towards that on, on this platform? Um, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I think there's definitely space for it. Um, I think, and I think, I definitely think there's opportunity there for brands to utilize Twitch as a way to, you know, engage with a different audience that they normally do. Um, but I think what makes it easy is that there's all these intersections of different, you know, I guess, quote unquote, subcultures, you know, you have like the video game like video game culture and, you know, all the people behind that and you have streetwear and you have art and whatever else, you know, and they're not all mutually exclusive anymore, you know. Before, I think a lot of the times there was like sort of this stigma that you had to identify with one like particular group and that's sort of it, you know what I mean? But now I think it's sort of more relaxed where you can, you can be part of all these groups, you know, like it's okay. It's no, it's normal to be part of all these groups now. And I think that's, what's, you know, so great about Twitch as a platform is that it sort of democratizes all these different things and makes them accessible for everybody. No. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, like we explained earlier, uh, Twitch has these communities that, you might have never even known about, right? right? Like I've come across streamers that exclusively stream Animal Crossing. They exclusively stream um, themselves cooking. Um, I follow this one streamer. People stream their life. Like, yeah, do you no, ever see that? Yeah. Like There's I'm live streaming my entire life. A guy who will stream him just walking around Japan. And it's so fascinating. And people care to know about that stuff. And I think... With good marketing, obviously, right. Um, understanding who your audience is, because in reality, there's over, I think the statistic is, a hundred and forty million monthly use, yeah, monthly users that are on Twitch. That's a lot of people, and it's not just for video games. So there's an area there, especially with the, um, I love this term, cross pollination of <laughs> yeah they use wear, that in job interviews all the time <laughs> of streetwear and esports and i i low-key kind of hate the term esports but within streetwear and and gaming that there's gonna be people who love both obviously that's something that we've recently discovered that there's a love for both there and so like if for you for example acne said hey we're showcasing our uh, i don't know if you still like them or not but acne is showcasing their new spring summer 21 or 2021 uh collection you're probably gonna tune in and watch that and you're probably gonna tune into twitch to watch that and that just goes to show that there is a a niche community that will probably really really like to see um that type of experience and the cool thing is is that brands can get that instant uh instant gratification in regards to um to feedback Cause just imagine, oh yeah, dude, imagine this. Imagine you worked like so hard on putting a collection together, right? And you stream it on Twitch, right? And everybody, your whole community in the comments is like, that's trash. <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> Why are you showing this? Those clothes suck. Like 
just imagine how quick uh, and obviously feedback to to a designer is really important in in sort of making those edits and fixing that shit and stuff like that but imagine the importance of that and how you can get that instantaneously especially in that industry to be able to make those changes and essentially potentially come out with a really good collection like that i feel like that's really important in this industry yeah i think so i think again that's one of the great things about twitch and other platforms like it um and just live streaming in general is that you get that instant engagement with your audience you know whether that's feedback or people just shit talking or whatever it is you know like you get that instantly and um you know at at the rate that brands move these days it's important to have that you know sort of instantaneous um interaction with their audience or who they're trying to market to or you know anyone in general um so i think that's like the great part of it but i don't know of course you're gonna get i don't know it's 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 the internet you know like you're always yeah. gonna get that sort of like the damn hate. this shit's kind of <laughs> ass the haters like, <laughs> the haters <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's that's obviously gonna come with it but um it i think now more than ever it's important to engage with like your community um on like a on a fast-paced scale otherwise it's you you know you're gonna be left behind so i'll give a good example of of something that they did recently um twitch stream the uh uh, burberry had a a spring summer 2021 show and they live streamed it on twitch from uh, london fashion week um so they probably did this a while back uh due to obviously uh covid and shit so this was a while back but the amount of views was around 42,000. So for a total of 42,000 individual views watched this stream on I'm I'm assuming um Twitch's or uh, Burberry's Twitch page whatever. But the really cool part about it is that you know how they do squad streams? So if if yeah. there are multiple pl- people playing a game um and all of them are streaming, you can watch all four of them at the same time to get each each one of their perspectives or or like um and listen to all of them kind of like hang out. They did a squad stream of the first person perspective of like the celebrities so like you would have like um i'll use an example maybe like a bella hadid she's like streaming from her perspective in the front row watching reacting all that stuff to the actual like uh fashion show like that's just crazy like just imagine like you're one of those people who has no clout <laughs> just imagine I mean, you're I, like a dealist celebrity couldn't be and me like... right couldn't be me it's definitely not me but just imagine like you have no clout you you're, you're not famous you're not um you're not any sort of celebrity but you've always wanted to be front row at these fashion shows like there's nowhere else you could get a first person point of view other than from somebody who's actually there streaming it. So to be able to provide that perspective is actually really interesting. It almost makes it very lifelike. That's, that's, that's kind of scary, but to be able to see it from that perspective is, is pretty awesome. Now we, we can talk about streetwear because streetwear in a sense is, is, it's easy. The, the The mixture between streetwear and, and e-gaming communities are, are fairly simple. Like the, the same types of people like it. But do you think that that luxury fashion kind of sits in that same space as being like, um, you know, a very like gamer centric thing that they follow? You think that there's a correlation there? 
Um, I mean, to me, I don't think there's like a super strong connection between the two game being gaming and like luxury fashion. Um, I think a lot of it has to do ah, actually, I'm not even sure. Like, I don't want to throw anything out there. Um, but (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I definitely do see a lot more gamers being into that sort of thing, whether it's like deep diving into the world of like luxury fashion or just sort of partaking like here and there. Yeah. Um, but again, like, like we always do, you know, we blame it on the internet, you know, <laughs> again, there's all this cross pollination. <laughs> That's the term <laughs> cross pollination of ideas and cultures and things like that. You know, like, like what I said earlier, like gaming and luxury fashion aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, and they don't have to be, you know, like yeah. what's stopping uh, a top tier gamer or even like a, you know, just an everyday streamer from also enjoying luxury fashion. There might not be a connection there, but, you know, it's, you know, I think it's, I think luxury fashion and gaming are two things that are so deeply embedded in like pop culture as of right now that, you know, it you're it, it's not going to be hard to run into like 10 people that are into that sort of thing. You know what I mean? If yeah. you took a survey of like 50 of your friends and you say like, hey, are you interested in luxury fashion and gaming? You know, prob- f- most likely like a lot of them are going to say yes, you know. But when you be a rich, few outliers. like, okay, like yeah. let's, 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 let's move on to this topic. Twitch streamers make a lot of money. In, in the higher echelon of Twitch streamers, they make a shit ton of money. Like brand deals, to just Twitch subscribers in general. These people embody what i mean they may not show it right they may they might have that bill gates swag you never know but there are some that are outright just really like really bougie in regards to like the brand that they wear and one of them that i'll I'll use as a a very good example and if a lot of people understand the gaming community they understand how important phase clan is to all of e-gaming you know who phase clan is right larry yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know phase clan is Okay, so FaZe um, Clan for a lot of you people that don't know, they're a um, they're an esports team. They're a content creation powerhouse. They are a uh, a YouTube community, a Twitch community. There's so many people that represent them. They're like a a, a sports team with content creators, and so they're the biggest within the gaming community. I would assume uh, to a lot of younger kids and teens. But the biggest part about them is that they they don't resemble your standard gamer, at, at least this this current generation's gamer, right? They represent the gamer that has a million of a million views on Instagram, lives in LA, has a ton of clout, hangs out with the celebrities, and that's what this generation's gamer wants to be. They don't want to be, you know, the ninja, <laughs> you know, the ninja of Fortnite and um, with 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 blue hair and acne and hot pockets all over the desk. You know what I mean? They want to be the fa- the face clan kid who has who lives in a, a, a hundred dollar hundred million dollar mansion um, that hangs out with all the girls and hanging out with all the celebrities. That's what that's what these kids strive to be when they're playing video games, when they jump into streaming and, and and that's just the mindset of a lot of kids nowadays. And so FaZe Clan specifically has done, has been able to cross-pollinate 
esports, yeah. <laughs> esports and streetwear in a multitude of ways. And I'll give you guys an example. So the biggest one is that they've been able to collaborate with some of our favorite streetwear brands. I mean, this is one of Nate's favorite streetwear brands, but FaZe collaborated with Antisocial Social Club, which is a very big uh, streetwear brand in the industry. Hey, where, yo, where's my man? <laughs> something that, Canada, something that Nate is very <laughs> fond of. <laughs> Fucking Antisocial Social Club defense team over here. Yo, but, where's my guy at? He's about to come through the but, chat uh, right now. What's popping, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, so um, they've been able to collaborate with with Antisocial Social Club. They've collaborated with Champion. They've done collaborations with um, a lot of other companies. But that just goes to show that there is that there's a huge huge correlation between streetwear and the e gaming community that I think is is still very underserved. You know what I mean? Like there is a, a huge um, a huge hole there i would say like other huge than that hole. a huge hole <laughs> huge. <laughs> the, the biggest the, the the biggest deepest darkest abyssal hole so <laughs> in the esports e community in regards to streetwear another one as of lately i don't know have you ever have you ever played league of legends uh no i had <laughs> i had a... <laughs> i know people that look like you that have played oh league of legends <laughs> Fucking <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead ass serious. League of Legends is huge in China and Korea, so, that's, so I'm not I'm not I'm not capping on that. Yo. But look, but let me say this first: League of Legends. Yo, today, like yo, it's what? a very contentious time for Asian Americans. It's chill, all right? It's fucking chill. I mean, I'm just stating facts. League of Legends did a recent collaborations with Bape, uh, their understudy brand, A-Ape. Is that how you pronounce it? Or A-Ape? <laughs> <laughs> how do you... Is that how you pronounce it? It's it's A-Ape. Yeah. Oh, A-Ape. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. God. Oh my god. Shit is falling apart so quickly. No, okay, so <sighs> wait, what were we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ape is like the old navy of 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 Bape, which is the gap. If you it's like the polar association. There's still a, there's still a little clout there. Um but basically A Ape unre uh, released a uh, collaboration with League of Legends um because they have such a huge connection to um, obviously, the the Asian countries that are big in the game, uh, Southeast Asia, Korea, um, and they basically said it's another way to express consumers' fandom. So there's not a lot of really great looking uh, e gaming apparel. I don't know if you've ever seen anything that looks really fire, but I personally have not seen no. anything that anything that. Um, like Fortnite or or Call of Duty has ever released that makes you want to say, "Yo, I got some need <laughs> like, that. I got the I got the drip." <laughs> There's nothing that I've seen that makes you feel like I could wear this to club. That my girlfriend would talk to me again if I ever wear it. Like that's the type of stuff that you don't see often within the e gaming industry. So that's why there's a, there's such a huge opportunity. 
And if people want to wear something of their favorite e-gaming team, e-gaming sports team, or uh, maybe favorite video game, then that collaboration with Babe might sway you to want to play, uh, might sway you to want to wear that, which I think is like, you know, like if I'm a, if I'm a big streetwear company, why the fuck not, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, video games like in the gaming world and streetwear have been sort of intertwined for a really long time. I don't know if you ever played like NBA Live, like in the early was early 2000s and like yeah, yeah, even course. back then you used to pick like what shoes you wanted to wear and they had some sick shit like you were able to choose um i think i still have that disc somewhere like that's fucking lying around but yeah, we could play that later <laughs> yeah loki hey, hop on we're about to... <laughs> um but you know i i think specifically streetwear i'm talking about streetwear here not luxury fashion i think has been that world has been intertwined with the gaming world for a while now. Um, and, you know, like you see collaborations with like Street Fighter and other brands, yep. uh, and streetwear brands. Um, yep. And I think, again, it just goes back to that sort of sense of nostalgia we have with streetwear, you know. Uh, not just the brands we love, but everything else that we enjoyed when we were growing up, whether that's games or... I don't know, fucking that little '90s like squiggly thing <laughs> that you saw in the paper cups. Like people love that shit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because it's nostalgic. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like I see people posting like pictures of like old Burger King like seats. You know what I mean? Like those like little plastic like Burger King or McDonald's. Never mind. But you know, the plastic. You, you know what I'm chairs? talking about? What I'm talking about? Like the paper cup with like the little squiggly line on it. No, you know not at all. About? That must have been You're like older a than me. That must have been nah, like a two thousand. Nah, that's cap. <laughs> that must have been a two thousands thing. Nah, but you know nah, what I mean. It's I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The nostalgia aspect of it, I think, is what is what drives it. Is the main driver. No, but I think I think to your point, like you know, in regards to anything that we've seen, and and there have been some ridiculous, you know, gaming collaborations, but for the most part, there's so much to be made in like as as gaming continues to get huge you know what i mean like you got to think like if anybody here has ever played a game where in-game purchases are like the bread and butter of how a game stays afloat and they can understand why games like animal crossing why fortnite was such a huge hit while call of duty is is still looking to become that i mean you got to think like people were buying People like me are buying <laughs> outfits on these games and spending real money. You've done the same thing too. Hey, We're all yeah, guilty of lie. this. <laughs> look, bro, you have to Just come. Just to be fly in the look, game, I got to right? be fitted. I have to come correct. In Otherwise, real life, I'm not going to play. The, in the game. Well, yeah. Right? Have yeah, you ever definitely. seen Ready Player One? Yeah, that was a horrible movie. Bro, you're capping. I'm just saying, it's, no, it's that, such was a a good movie. Movie. Oh, that was a horrible movie. That was a horrible movie. But the thing about it is... You could you could be whatever you want in the in the e gaming uh, in your e life. Let's call it that. Let's call it your e life or alternate reality, right? Why would you want to look dustier than you do in real life, bro? This shit has seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm fucking dead. Seventy two percent is actually pretty cap, high. Bro. No, that's cap. That's a C average. No way. <laughs> Okay, but as I was saying, right? Yeah. There's still, there's, the, there's still, there's. I can't believe you looked that up so fast. There's still a huge opportunity for, for, for streetwear. I'd say streetwear specifically to enter the e-gaming industry in regards to collaborations, sponsorships, um, 
apparel lines, um, everything, right? Like we, uh, we've seen it with the shoes, right? You know, Ninja got his own Adidas, Fortnite collaborations, um, everything you can think of. So there's still a, a, a huge, massive, dark hole of a void that is missing. Um, and I think that from what I've seen so far, whether it's, you know, brands like Champion collaborating with, with FaZe, Ass Club <laughs> collaborating with FaZe, <laughs> um, League of Legends and Aape, um, Gucci had a collaboration with an esports team called Fnatic. Louis Vuitton has done a collaboration with League of Legends teams. Um, another big one is uh, that brand Valentino and Marc Jacobs did a release um, for like um, like in-game merch for Animal Crossing. So they know that these people want to be dripped out in real life and, and in their e-life. You know what I mean? So true. if you're not in it now, there's there's an opportunity to to get yourself in these games. And I think that's that shit's really cool, especially when you see like um, like brands like the hundreds. They do like the really cool like apparel like launched with the like the here's the codes to to like get yourself dripped out in, in animal crossing that shit is really cool yeah definitely yeah so, i think i think yeah like just in general and like i keep restating there's a huge opportunity but go ahead that's all i really want i don't even fucking know what i was gonna say Oh shit! This is what this happens is- when you don't have a fucking podcast episode come out <laughs> for five months. You see what Heist Nabadi has done today? Did you did you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw what, it. Okay, what are your first impressions when you see this? Uh, I thought it was super sick. You know, like it took me a little bit of scroll. I'm not gonna lie, it took me a little bit of scrolling to, to understand. understand but <laughs> after a while, after you know a couple seconds, it finally clicked and. You know, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I think I think it's it's definitely a point of contention for a lot of people when like a a quote unquote streetwear publication does something that's politically motivated like this, and sort of you know if you look on their social media, they you can definitely see where they stand, um, which I think is great. You know, I think not a lot of other companies, especially like streetwear companies uh do that enough you know um but i think i think it was really cool i think it was it was it was really great to sort of you know bring this attend bring the attention to bring this to attention to a you know a group of voters who doesn't normally turn up at the polls that often you know what i mean what Um, do you think it is about that like you kind of mentioned you know it's um there's always a, there's there's a there's a minor conflict when it comes to the brands that we love being overly political, right? I think we kind of touched on this a while back in a recent episode, but I think now more than ever, obviously today is you know the last day to vote. It's nine thirty p.m. So by this time, all the polls are closed. If you guys aren't watching us, you're probably watching the news. Um, but there's a lot going on in regards to the current climate of politics. But when streetwear gets involved, what is it about that that I guess what makes it so hard for brands to be political? You know, like I think that 
we kind of touched on it when we did the Eric Brunetti and the and the fucked case, right? They talked a lot about the the legislative system, um, and sort of the uh, just the the whole dynamic and 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 had them having a voice in regards to um, the rights of free speech and things of that nature. But why do you think it's always been so difficult for brands to kind of stand for something, especially in in the political climate? Why do you think it's always been so difficult for brands to do that? Um, I think you know. I think it, it boils down to not wanting to alienate, you know, one group or a, a particular group um, of cons- of their consumers or their audience. You know what I mean? Um, because you know, I, you know, like politics. Obviously, are, it's a very polarizing subject, right? You can yeah. talk to, you know, two different people, and they share two different ideas about policy, about all these different things, um, and you know, like. Brands don't want to lose out on that other person. Mm. Um, but I think now more than ever, brands are starting to realize that they're not just a company anymore. They're almost an entity in and of themselves. And it's almost, you know, some might feel the res- they have a responsibility to take a stand, to, you know, voice their opinion or their views um which i think again is is like sort of the beauty of it all you know of what streetwear is you know that's always been a thing about you know being unapologetic about who you are and what you believe in um and i think that's you know that's something that's more important now than ever and i think you know going back to the argument when that um whatever i don't know who was it was it a broadcaster i don't know somebody anyways talking to lebron was like you know just shut up and dribble you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it's it's more the same thing you know telling brands or publications or media outlets just to do what they do and not be motivated by politics or not you know or to not voice their opinion on certain things but um again you know like companies like I said, are entities and, you know, they almost, the weird thing is they almost have the same right to freedom of speech as like an individual person these yeah. days, whether it's for good or, you know, for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. Um, I think at the end, I mean, in regards to just brands, you know, like some way, shape or form, no matter what brand there is, there's always a spokesperson for it. Like, you may not want to be the designated spokesperson. You may not want to be the one that has to stand in front of people and say like, this is me, this is my brand, like this is what I do. But sometimes you're disappointed that, you know what I mean? Like not everybody is like a Bobby Hundreds that, I mean, I know that he says he doesn't want to be, you know, front and center and to be the poster child of the brand, but he just magically became that, you know what I mean? Like being a a self-entitled or self-named brand like Benny Gold, like, he is the forefront. He is the person in charge of that brand. But when you look at brands like um, like a, a very politically, not politically charged, but someone who does a lot of uh, uh, outspoken type of social media would be like a brand like Noah, right? They, they're very transparent in everything that they do. They're very clear on like which side of the spectrum they lie on. You don't have to ever think twice about if anything that they're doing is, is bad for the environment or, you know... Um, you know, it just if they don't have any integrity, it's all there, front and center, and so that's why people are starting to understand. Like, 
okay, the, we under, we know who the founder of this is now. We know who to target when something goes wrong. And he just self-appointed himself as being the scapegoat for everything. And I think that just naturally happens. And people, it's not like, a oh, I don't, ha- oh, oh, I hate this brand because they stand with this. I think more often than not, it's just like, I don't associate with that particular person anymore because of their comments, because there's somebody behind what they're saying on the post. Somebody wrote that copy. Somebody wrote that Instagram post. Somebody's thinking that who's that person. That person is, is out of here. Um, but I think the, the understanding nowadays is that brands can't be multifaceted. They have to be something that releases clothes that sells something, but they can't ever stand for anything. And, there's something about that that obviously changes when you're very vocal on social media, when every post is a, an announcement, when every post is a release. Words have to be exchanged. You know what I mean? Like, I have to say something right. to tell you that I'm releasing something, right? So no matter what I say, in some way, shape, or form, it's going to be, there's going to be an opinion behind it, if you know what I mean. Like, the way people talk, maybe, if they say the same thing, even though it's hard to understand tone oftentimes, within social media you can just you can you create that reality right so like when you're following a brand like noah and you see the types of images they're posting and you see the types of of maybe influencers that they associate with you almost start to create um an, an alter ego for it like you start to think of a brand as a as an AI, as a person, as a as a person you do a transaction with, right? Like when you think of Supreme, you think of of, of talking to Supreme, you think of of of, of really cool assholes, right? Isn't that what like <laughs> Barbara Kruger said about it? just like yeah. like something about being an asshole, right? And like there are these personas behind the people that work at these brands that end up becoming who the brand is. And I think that just goes to show like how important or how, how, um, how, you know, how they always say like these views are of my own and not of the companies. Right. Like in, in every Instagram profile, like it's just, it's just naturally how it is because a, a brand can't speak for itself because the brand is the clothing. The brand is the, 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 the LLC certi- certificate, right? But the, the embodiment of a brand are the people that work for it, the people that speak out for it. And oftentimes, like, us being people, we're, we're, we're opinionated. We talk about politics. So eventually it's going to come out when you listen to uh, when it comes to the time to. So for a lot of these brands, like, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I love it. I love seeing that type of stuff. I love, I love seeing people get, uh, get trolled by brands. I think that's my favorite. If you've ever followed Benny Gold, shout out to Benny uh, if you're listening. But if you've ever followed Benny Gold and he posts anything political, you, he likes to post like Instagram story reactions of people, you know, saying like, I can't believe you support blah, blah. You lost a fan. And more often than I just like, all right, bye. Like, OK, <laughs> like, don't wear my shit. Like, like, screw you. And I, and I love that. You know what I mean? Like, because nowadays, if you don't stand for something, then people are just automatically going to assume that you're on the wrong side. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes just being opinionated, like, can clear clear the air on, you know, people's assumptions about how you feel about something in, in particular. So, especially yeah. now with politics and everything going down, um, November 3rd being one of the most important days in our young lives. 
um i hope that everyone voted because i know i did but for the most part um yeah i mean i don't i I don't know where else to go from here you know like whatever happens tomorrow is gonna happen tomorrow there's not much we can do about it but i hope that you guys enjoyed our show our first rendition of the ncr show let me bring this back to the uh not me let me bring this back to the main screen so you guys can look at us but i appreciate you guys viewing you know this how how long has this been over an hour of us talking um again this is the first episode back don't expect anything fancy we're still working out the kinks trying to get this to be a very seamless experience for for what we are going to call our community so to the people that are watching we appreciate you guys sticking around um to those of you that are listening on the audio podcast again we release these things every friday we're gonna stick to that because uh our word is our bond and we have to it's kind of like our obligation to each other (laughs) and so every friday soundcloud apple podcast spotify anywhere that you listen to podcasts be sure to go listen there give us a follow if you don't already follow us on twitch be sure to follow us there again do not you know subs donate do not even worry about that stuff please enjoy what we're doing we love talking about true we love just kicking it with you guys and that's kind of the point of why we're here because we want to give this experience that people were were enjoying on the audio form to a video form um and yeah, anything that you'd like to plug before we dip out? Um, no, I've literally nothing to plug. I don't. I have like nothing going. Anything on, on Grail that you're trying to sell that you want to no. advertise? Actually, hold on. Nah, I don't know. I'm very low key these days. I don't have anything to plug. Um, if anybody would like to pay me to plug something, ooh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like advertise something yeah go uh, ahead and uh oh, and uh dm nate uh <laughs> for any uh sponsorship opportunities and he'll uh, gladly bring those to the table for the podcast right. um i want to say one thing first and i should have said in the beginning shout out to guayaki yerba mate for uh for powering this podcast i don't have one now because i've already drank two this morning so i'm not gonna Jesus drink another Christ. one on stream for clout but i want to thank you guys for joining a couple of other things uh, we have an NCR uh, DJ show. Shout out to Larry, a.k.a. Lanesh. Shout out to Spicy. I know they're in the chat. Um, November 14th, uh, those streams are always, always madness. They're always the funnest things ever. If you love music, if you love the live experience, you know, I know we can't be there now, but we're going to try to uh, to recreate that in the, in the home of Larry's house. Um, then tune in on November 14th. We have a whole lineup. Um, that will be announced soon. Uh, yes, Larry, let me let me make sure I plug this because if you guys aren't using this hashtag when you guys talk about us or, or, or whatever, um, make sure you guys do. Uh, hashtag come to life on everything, man. Like this is what we do. We love talking about streetwear. Love talking about fashion. Um, thank you guys for all of the all of the kind words. Let me let me let me catch up on the uh, on the stream here. Um, but yeah, the, the link is in the, um, if you type exclamation podcast, the link to listen to all all the audio podcasts are there. Um, so check us out on SoundCloud. It's free. If you don't have Apple, Apple podcasts or, or, or Spotify, I don't know which game you rep, but, uh, for whichever one that you listen to, make sure you guys listen to it here. 
yeah again thank you guys for listening and again this is the greatest show on earth the ncr show the ncr podcast where we talk about streetwear and everything and everything about it my name is ryan my name's nate <laughs> and we want to say thank you and be sure to tune into the next one